Welcome to this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'm Sheree Felice, and this week we will be speaking with two people from Homeless Taiwan. They will be explaining more about the homeless situation in Taiwan, as well as the services and programs they are trying to provide to the homeless population around the area. Welcome to Taiwan Talk. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello, everybody. Yes, Hello, Ray. Hi. Okay. What I wanted to do is discuss the homeless situation currently in Taiwan. So, tell me, how big is the homeless population in Taipei? For just Taipei, I think it's around seven hundred to eight hundred. If we include New Taipei City, that would be around a thousand. Okay. Um, yeah. Is that does Taipei have the highest homeless population in Taiwan, or do, are there more homeless in other cities? I think Taipei is, has the most population in Taiwan because usually homeless will gather around in the big cities.、Um, there's a、uh, more chance for for work, and of course, there's more chance to get、uh, receive resource from. Uh, other association or even from the government. Right. Where、yeah. do they? Where do they mostly congregate? Um, I think mostly、uh, Taipei right now. You can see a lot of homeless around、uh, Taipei Main、uh, Taipei Main Train Station. That's the place where you can see a lot of homeless, and also、uh, around Longshan Temple. Yeah, I noticed that、um, when I've gone to Longshan Temple and when I've gone to Taipei Train Station, I've noticed that those are really the only two places where I've ever seen homeless people. I I found that weird because in New York City, there's homeless people everywhere. So why do you think that most of the homeless people are in the west of Taipei and not in the east part?、Um, I. You still can see some homeless people、uh, in Eastern Park, but、uh, not so many. So you just need to look at the corners. But there's a reason for people,、uh, homeless people, gathering western side of the city.、Uh, that's because you know、uh, city usually developed from the river, right? Right. So yeah, western district is the root of Taipei. So from、uh, so, it's been a long time that homeless people were gathered there because at the very first time they were not homeless. They were probably like a, a transporter or or they they're just factory workers or something.、Right. But after they age, they're not able to work anymore, and something bad happened. So they had to stay on the street. Because of the long his long history of homeless、uh, in Western District, so there's a lot of association helping out those、uh, people in need, and so it's easy for them to get the resource there and get help. And also,、um, it's cheap to live there because compared to the meal price, like a bentong.、Uh, I think for around、uh, Songchen or Sanjiang district, usually you need to spend like one hundred fifty 
stock okay. for meal. Yeah, but there you can probably just need to spend like fifty or sixty for meal. Okay. Yeah. So that makes more sense because it's much cheaper yeah. in that district. Okay. And also, there's another uh, very important reason that is,、um, I think, in the New York City,、um, most homeless people、uh, they don't have a job. So、right. You can see that back in there, but、mm-hmm. it's very different in in Taipei, or you can say it's very different in Taiwan,、um, because according to the report, that、uh, I think Taiwan have a like a report every five years to to announce the、uh, homeless population. Oh,、uh, every ten years. Sorry, it's every ten years. So according to the last report, I think it's published in 2012. I think 2012 or 2013.、Um, at that time, it is said that around 70 to 80 percent of homeless they have jobs, but it's not permanent jobs. What kind of jobs do they have?、Uh, it's like,、uh, for, in- uh, for instance, like holding the cardboard. Okay, collecting cardboard. Uh yes, collecting cardboard is one of them. But、okay. you can see, uh, some people were holding the advertisement for real estate. Advertisements、There's, for what? Uh, for the real estate for for、uh, real estate. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it they they were standing by the road. Right. Uh yeah. So those um the homeless people that that's probably the most popular job uh among homeless people. Okay. Yeah. So, so for those company, they need this kind of、uh, resource, like、uh, just not permanent, permanent work working power, just、um, like day labor or something. They will go to、uh, Longshan Temple and find people there. So, for them to stay in that area, it's easier for them to get a. Uh, day job to find work. Okay, that makes more、yeah. sense, right? Because if people need day laborers, they'll just go to Taipei Train Station or Longshan Temple and find laborers there, right? That's what、yeah. you're saying. Okay, well that makes sense. So my mom is from Taiwan, but I grew up in the United States, and I guess what's hard, what's weird for me is that I find that in Taiwan. Most of the homeless people are in their fifties, sixties, seventies, even eighties, and in New York they are all ages. You know, young, old, everything. So I guess I was just wondering why are there so many older homeless people and not many younger homeless people? Um, I think like the cause of forming the、uh, homeless population in New York City. Uh, it's very different from here in in Taiwan. So our homeless population is mostly senior citizens, or they just not competitive in the job market anymore. So they don't have a lot of chance to get a permanent job.、Um, so it's very different from、um, the cost in the New York City. So that's why you see the most homeless people here in Taiwan, or in Japan, or in Korea. Most of it, they are elder people or some people over fifty, fifty, and also there's some limitation on、um, applying for social welfare. 
So for people uh, not over 65, they, it's hard for them to get social benefits. So you can see um, for, for those people who already have some age, like 50, uh, they are not competitive in the job market anymore. And of course, something bad happens on him. And so only to his age, he's not able to apply for social benefits. So they're standing in the middle of nowhere. And they just slip the net and falling to the very bottom. The the social net cannot capture them. So that's why they end up on the street. I see. Does the government provide housing for homeless people, like shelters? We do have shelter, but I think the total amount of beds, I think it's around 200 to 250. So you can imagine not able to have every, everyone in the shelter at this moment. Tell me what you do to support homeless people and what the name of your program is and everything. Let me introduce so, uh, me and uh, Annie. We're right now under Homeless Taiwan Association. Okay. So for Homeless Taiwan Association, we have two programs. So one program is that we run a shelter so this shelter is aiming to provide a more friendly environment for the homeless people. So we also have social workers to work with these people, uh, try to identify what is their short-term goal and working together with them to achieve their goals. And hopefully they'll be able to either get the benefits or they be able to support themselves again. So that is one of our Hogren is the shelter. Okay. And, and how many people can you fit in your shelter? Right now, it's 20 beds. So 20, 20 beds? Yeah. 20? Yes. We're a very small right. association. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, being small, it also could be good because if you, you have a very big shelter, your neighbor will aware of this immediately. So for them, it is like something I don't want to hear. But we're more like a more small shelter. So for like, for instance, we rent an apartment, which be able to stay in 10 people. So for our neighbor, we just probably just feel like another family or something. So not so noticeable in, in the neighbor. Also, it is good to have a small shelter because it's hard for, it's hard to have, you know, like, a hundred people, they, they get along well. It's, it's very tough. But for 10 people or even smaller groups, uh, it would be easier. So what is the other program that you provide? Right now, we also have another program uh, which was founded by me. So um, It was founded have, by you? Yeah. Okay. And have a walking tour. So our, a walking our, tour? Yeah. Our two guys are all homeless people or ex-homeless people. Wow. So tell me about that. How did you start this and how did you find homeless people to participate? I think for us it's not that hard because we already have shelter service. So we have social workers. We have some great connection uh, with other association or organization which provide service to homeless people. So we they will refer us the candidates 
who are more suitable for being a tour guide. And this program is actually started in 2013. So at that time, I went to London, and in London, there's a walking tour called uh, Unseen Tour. So Unseen Tour. Okay. Yeah. So I joined their tours and find it very inspiring. Because before that,、uh, I never get in touch with homeless people before, and after I joined it too, I found yeah, homeless is very different from I used to think they are. So I just wonder maybe I could start the same thing here in Taipei, and I have a chance to talk to homeless Taiwan. So we,、uh, I founded this program under Homeless Taiwan Association. Our first tour was launched in 2014. It's been a year training to have our candidates become a real tour guide. Yeah. Is was the unseen tour in London? Was that run by homeless people as well? Um, their tour guides are homeless people or ex-homeless people. At that time, they w- they were running by a group of volunteers. I see. I see. Yeah. So tell me, how many you have? You said you have how many tour guides currently? Uh, right now we have uh the active tour guide is two right now. You have two tour guides, <laughs> and、yeah. what qualifications did they have to have to be able to become tour guides? We will just make sure that he's able to form. An interesting tour which connects his life experience with this place, and be able to tell the different perspectives. And of course, we would do multiple practices to make sure that he's able, he's comfortable to express himself in front of a group of people. So we will have trial run, and when trial run, everyone say this good, then then we will. Let him become the real tour guide. And where are some of the places that these tour guides bring people? What are some th- What are some things that, if I were to use them as a tour guide, what are some things that I would see with them that I wouldn't see with a regular tour guide? Um. So right now we have two active tour guides, and another one is in training right now. Um. So for the currently the active two tour guides, one of them. Have deep connection with Shimen. You know Shimen. Yes, Shimen. Yeah. 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 So he used to be a tailor. A tailor. And he, yeah, and he own he once owned a tailor store in Shimen, and he will show you that before ready to wear is popular. Everyone needs to go to the tailor shop to you know tailor their clothes, right? It's called the tailor shop street. And his store was one of them, and also he would show you the place where he earned some money and put it into the stock market. And it was like, I, it's a little bit like the big depression in the twenties. Now everything goes up, up, up. So everyone wants to put their money in the stock market, and suddenly,、uh, it declines. I remember it's like like、uh, for ten thousand points. Okay. To to two thousand. So, oh, 
a lot of his money gone. And so uh, when you're walking along with him, you'll be able to uh, see Simon was, what Simon was like during the 80s. That's in his prime time. And also after 90s and million, when he was not doing so well, but he's still staying Simon. So he will show you where he speaks and where he has connection with um, some store owners with, uh, or some old neighbor who helped help him uh, when he's not he was not doing well. And okay. and also we have uh, another one is in Wanghua District around Longshan Temple. When you walk with him, he will show you some place that where these people where they work and where they can get help. And yeah, so it's like when you walk along with him, you also uh, be able to step on his footprints, knowing that uh, where he's been to. So how popular are these tours? Are there a lot of people that are going on them every day? Or are there more people in the summer or more people in the winter? I I think for now, uh, we have some open booking like every other week, once for every two guys. And okay. but we do have more uh, group reservations from the uh, from school or from from some a group of friends. So, yeah. how many people are usually on each tour? Well, it depends. Uh, if it's a good rest reservation from school, usually it would be something like 20 or 30 or so. Yeah. But we still can do tour for smaller, uh, smaller group, for instance, like five people. Okay. Still can book our tour. And how much does the tour cost for an hour? Oh, working tour is two hour working tour, so it's going to cost uh, $400 per person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, what is your ultimate goal with this program? What do you hope to accomplish with it? At the very first time, I'm thinking of you know, starting this program. I know it's not going to provide a, a lot of jobs because, you know, it's tough. It's, it's hard to be a tour guy. You know, it's hard to be able to speak comfortably in front a group of people, I think for us, that even for a lot of people, that is a big challenge. So imagine for homeless people, they be able to build up their self-respect uh, and be able to stand in front of you know, a group of people to talk about himself. That is very tough. So I, I just, I don't think it will provide a lot of job opportunities, probably like three or five or so, but I think this as a communication with the society, because before that, I think, I remember like five or six years ago when I, uh, when I read some local forum on the internet, I could, I could see some, you know, some really hate comments from the local people because they just don't understand what they have been through and what is their real, what, what, what do they, um, 
they don't understand them. They usually try to avoid them and think that they are lazy or or you know dirty. Not go. They right. just give up themselves. Yeah, there's so, a big stigma against them. Yeah, but I would say that was just a part of them because there are so many people, so many homeless people. You cannot recognize from uh, from their look. They just look like a uh, normal people. Yeah. So we even have a project like you know took photos of several people and asked people, do you think this one is homeless or do you think this one's homeless? Mm-hmm. But and we do that in in public uh, speech and we in many occasions and we found that a lot of people cannot recognize the real homeless people. They only can recognize those. You know, have the very obvious look, but right. not many homeless people. They just look like normal people. Of course. Yeah. 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 Well, but before no. that, you know, there's not a lot of resource invest in homeless um, because they don't. They think they they don't worth it. Yeah. But I, but I, I think this as a communication to uh to the society to that they know what they really are. They're a composition of old faces. There are some people you don't recognize, but they're still part of this homeless society and they need help. Yeah. Right. Well, I really am excited to go on one of the Hidden Taipei tours. And uh-huh. if anybody wants to book a tour of Hidden Taipei, where should they go? They could go to www.hiddentaipei.org. Okay, and you they can file to us. All right, so you hear that, everybody? www.hiddentaipei.org. If you want to check out one of these amazing tours and see a side of the city that you've never seen before. Okay, well, thank you, Cindy, and thank you, Annie. I hope you have a great day, and thank good luck you, with everything. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week's episode. I'm Sheree Felice.